0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This is episode 627 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew.
1: Hey, guys, and I'm Danny.
0: And this is your source for tech gaming and entertainment news. You can find the podcast everywhere Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the places you can find podcasts. We are there. The show radio podcast on all platforms. Daniela, how are you?
1: I am doing good ready for this week, or at least I'm trying to convince myself I'm ready for this week.
0: Absolutely. So we're actually starting this show a little bit heavy today. Um, it's going to lighten up in a little bit, but we saw some stuff recently on social media uh, with uh, a top tier streamer on Twitch and uh, Daniela, I'm going to hand it off to you uh, to give the account and then we'll we'll talk about it for for a little bit.
1: So if any of you follow like Streamer, Twitter, Twitch Twitter, whatever it may be, you know, like or at least heard of this hot mess that's going on. So regardless if you're a fan of Emeranth or not, um, I know a lot of people have their own opinions of it. Me personally, like I'm 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 not like personally a fan, but I don't dislike her at the same time. Like her content is just not my taste, so I don't watch it. But that's kind of it. I mean, you, whatever content creator, you go do your thing. Um, but there's a lot of people over the years who have a certain opinion about her, um, how she carried herself, you know, her hot tub streams, her her personality. They just, whatever formulated an opinion on her, good or bad. Uh, but regardless, she's done really well for herself. She's definitely one of the top female content creators. On on Twitch and if OnlyFans is using, you know, she's on there too. That's where a good chunk of her income comes from. But um, if you haven't been really paying attention, so she went live um, I believe it was a day ago, and she just let it all out about a lot of stuff. Um, so she revealed that she has a husband, which a lot of people assumed, you know, she's been saying she was single, she's um she's she's actually admitted and publicly said that she has a husband but also that this person um allegedly you know was abusive and has control um over everything her her entire business model her money her income her her schedule what she did what she didn't do and this was all streamed, which uh, the video is not on her channel right now, but many people, I think there was like 15,000 plus people who were watching her. Um, she was uh, the person it was never identified who that person was on the phone, um, but is to be assumed that it was her husband um, on this phone call that she was having. It was on speakerphone to have this entire conversation of some really terrible things that this man was saying. Um, threatening to kill her dogs you know take all their money um all all of this stuff and it was not done in a nice way he was yelling at her berating her you know calling crazy all all of this stuff as she's just sitting there and just crying um which is a huge shocker for a lot of people especially longtime fans of her and just people in general who even if they didn't like her i mean i think even if you don't like somebody's personal content or or what they did. A, a decent human being doesn't want anybody living in a situation that is harmful, that is toxic, that brings this much grief to to somebody. Um it's just abusive. Um I certainly would never tolerate anybody ever speaking to me in that fashion. But you also feel trapped that all of your finances is is controlled by somebody else. Does she have access to it? Yes. But so does her her husband uh, which a lot of people will say well why don't you just you know leave them and you're married and so much of your finances are tied that way it is really it's 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 difficult to initially step away unless you're just willing to like you know keep the money be gone Um, but also that psychological abuse it's difficult it's difficult and it varies for every person like some people can just leave a relationship in the snap of a finger be done with it i don't need that not a lot of people are like that um so just to have twitter going in and having these arguments and then i think the initial response for a lot of people was like oh my god is she safe and like is she all right um somebody like help her that slowly turned into of like oh she's just doing this for attention is this just another marketing ploy to get this pity to get more money um is this this just giant ruse to like I thought like I feel betrayed because you lied to me and said you were single like there it's just this disgusting mess that I will let's start off with this no matter what content creator that you follow there's a certain line. It doesn't even have to be a content creator. Just any professional person um, that you're a fan of, of their work or, or what they do or what they produce. It doesn't even have to be streaming. doesn't have to be YouTube. Just anything. Uh, you're not owed any information about their personal life. Just because you buy a book or pay for a sub or watch their movie. They, you're not owed anything. Um, And I think that is a certain level of privacy that everyone should be given. So people calling her out saying, you know, it was false advertising because she's been saying she was single this entire time. Well, supposedly that's what her husband wanted to do. Obviously, that was getting a lot of money. But regardless of if she was single or not, what difference did that make? She's still a human being. So. It's just this whole, ah, I don't even know what it is. I, 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 feel, I feel for her. I feel bad for her. I, hope, I do personally hope that she's okay and finds, you know, the light at the end of this tunnel. Um, but the backlash and the constant bickering and arguing that's going on with Shimmer and Twitter is just nasty and, and it's really ugly. And for people to just be, I guess, betrayed. To find out she has a husband. Like you aren't dating her. She's not cheating on you. I I just. I don't get it. I think it should be the first and foremost. That her personal well-being and health is okay. Because this guy does not. Sound like a very good person. Because she also like in one of the video clips. That I, I saw. You know she was showing a text message. Um that she was having between her and her husband, you know, he was threatening to throw her merchandise off of the balcony, um, threatening the other, throwing out her money of like $500,000. that was donated to some bird sanctuary that he really liked. And I I gotta say that is a lot of money. (laughs) And, and the fact that he's just threatening that considering that, you know, if, if the uh, allegations that he's controlling her money and that she's just like cash cow for him to just throw away that money so easily. I mean, yeah, it's her money, but it's also as your husband, it's kind of your money too. It, it was, it's just weird. And I I feel so many ways about this. I think I'm just more disappointed about the types of conversations that are, are happening behind it.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. Um, Definitely. Um, So I think some of the questions, at least the main question, you know, how much of our personal lives should we share? Right. So we see this video and and I watched uh, all the videos that you share with me. So thank you for uh, sharing those. Um, I didn't realize there were more videos than the one that I originally watched, which was about like a, a minute and 30 seconds of the discourse between uh, her and her husband, while she was holding the phone in the video, and it's sad. Um, it is uh, abuse, and I was shocked to hear the comments. Um, hear the comments, which is interesting. I was I was shocked to read the comments that individuals were more focused in her marital status than her her well being. Right, and some individuals will say, "Well, yeah, we're just trolling." Um, You know, it is, it is what it is. Others will say, Hey, you know, you shouldn't publish these things online because we didn't sign up to, you know, necessarily see your IRL, you know, we signed up for content. Right. So I think that there's a lot of things that people will say while they're trolling, but at the end of the day, you know, her safety is extremely important. Right. So nobody's, you know, saying anything, um, against that portion, unless, you know, you're trolling, which is, you know, pretty disgusting in a lot of ways. But my thing is, um, there, where do we go from here? Right. So we saw the video, the one, I think one of the videos had 17 million views and I agree with everything that you shared. Where do we go from here? And hopefully will she make some adjustments since we were privy to that information? Right. Will Will she make some adjustments to make sure that she's protected and that she's safe now? So a couple of things I'm thinking about as well. Was she aware that that video was going to get out or, or that was during the stream that she allowed it to get out?
1: I think she did it on purpose. I think okay. it was just, a show. I think
0: okay so she she in, did own-
1: abusive relationships like you you always wonder why did it take somebody so long and you can never have a straight answer and like nobody's the same um i've i've known and met people who came out and and saw you know create a better life but we're prior to that we're in a toxic abusive relationship for like almost a decade and i've known people mm. who were in one for like a month It just you have this point where you're just like, this is enough. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I can't handle this anymore. So uh, to say if it's scripted or not, I don't feel that it was. I, mm-hmm. I personally don't feel it was. Um but I, I believe it was done on purpose to show, like, look, I'm you if her husband really wanted to keep it like private that they she was single and she wasn't married and I think it's just kind of the way of like, you know what? Here, there's no way we can backpedal all of this. This is out here. Here's like, here's for the world to see.
0: Yeah. So, so the other thing too, is like, um, no, no human being should go through that. Right. We, we both agree on that. The other thing too, is that um, when individuals will watch that, there are some individuals who will continue trolling, which is the nature of the internet. And some individuals will be extremely sad about it. It made me really sad just watching it, knowing that all this time that I've been watching this amazing creator, because she is, you know, prolific business person. I think this is her second business, not her first. Um, her Twitter, that is uh, the regular Twitter, not the main Twitter, which she uses for business conversations. That is an amazing Twitter to follow. if you ever read anything from her giving business advice, which is uh, pretty dope. Um, I know she had a podcast at one point. Not sure if she was still doing that. You mentioned that she had OnlyFans. And of course, she she was doing the Twitch stuff and any other businesses that she's probably have, she probably has that we may not be aware of. Brilliant person, brilliant creator, but no human being should have to go through that.
1: And at the same time, we can never just judge somebody quickly off of, oh, you do an OnlyFans. Or hey, you show off your body, you you just can't. Is if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. And I can say that. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I was like a biggest fan. I'm huge Amaranth supporter or anything like that. But she was doing her thing. It just didn't align with mine. But I didn't base any huge like judgments on her. Like, oh, she, you know, she's just one of those streamers that just does it for attention. There's a there's a reason. And you know what? I have I know many people who do. Only fans and find success, and I'm very happy for them, very proud of them. I will support them. Um, but it really goes to show like, you don't know what happens when the camera is off, you don't know what happens, you know, when we don't see them. Um, and this can literally go from it for like anybody, we don't know anybody's backstory, but uh, going back to what the topic is, is like, are we really owed that? And I I don't think so. I really don't. Considering as, as content creator, whatever platform you use, we share so much of our personal lives. There's got to be a line that we personally draw that we're like, okay, you don't get to know this part. You don't, I'm not going to share that with you. And I don't think as as fans, as viewers, as subs, we should be offended by that. I, I know creators who will share like, yeah, I got kids. Yeah, I'm married. But you never see, you know, on their personal um, or not personal, but professional social media accounts um, where they do all the cross posting, they talk to, you know, their community and that you don't see pictures of their wives you don't, or their husbands. You don't see pictures of their kids. You might not even get to know their names. They create like little nicknames for each of their kids to reference to because that's personal and private. Um, and, and this age, age is almost kind of hard to not have certain, you know, location things cut off. I mean, you all know I live in Hawaii, but that's as kind of like, kind of been hard because sometimes I think about it, I'm like, all right, I live in Hawaii. It's kind of easy to pinpoint what island I live on, but I'm not going to share like, okay, I live on this side of the island. I I do this, I do that. And we can only try so hard for these things, but you're not you're not expected and you should never be expected to have to share everything. You have to find that personal boundary. And if, you know, people online can't respect that, that's not, that's not your target audience at all.
0: Yeah. Um, That's, it's tough. That's, it was tough watching uh those things uh, for sure. And, and, you know, prayerfully she's able to make the adjustments that she needs to make to get out of this, um, as it was coined online, fancy prison. Right. Uh, which is, um, yeah, it's definitely a sad situation. So, so heavy at the beginning of the show, I I get it. You know, I wanted to get it out as soon as, you know, we, we hit, uh, the, the top of the show. And right after that, we saw something that we didn't even expect to see also with the G4, uh, shutting down after. I know we said a year, but it's really a year plus if you do pre-production, you know, a year and then you do production year, which is two years. So, um, you know, people are going to...
1: Before we move on, considering that we we started with that heavy thing, um, for anybody that knows anybody or if you're personally suffering from um, domestic violence and you need help or you want guidance or somebody to talk to, definitely call uh, 1-800-799-7233 or you can text START at Eight
0: eight seven eight eight. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So we get the uh reproduction thing one year for G four, from what we've gathered. You know, outsiders looking in, and then production year, which is the year we just saw, and here we are, uh, there, uh, shutting down after a quote unquote year to me of production um people will be moving on from from that you know hopefully they bounce back really really uh quickly uh for for different opportunities uh were you shocked to see that G4 uh, shut, shut down or like what were your thoughts on that
1: I think I don't know if it's necessarily shock um because over the last several months you know uh Comcast or G4 has been you know trying their best to make it happen I believe I want to say a month or two ago, there was some small initial layoffs. Um, I, I can't say I'm super shocked at this point, knowing that, you know, over the last several months, they we've seen online that they were kind of struggling. Um, does it mean that it doesn't hurt any less? <laughs> um, because obviously we have some friends that, you know, were working with G4 and mm-hmm. now they're not. but. It's also a very... This is the thing that I find frustrating. When your employees or former employees find out they're out of a job the same time the rest of the world does, I really wish companies would stop doing that because that's not like it's the first time that's happened this year. Like, that is rough, especially since a lot of them, you know, went to, you know, to TwitchCon. Um, Some of them covering it. So... And the, the fact that there's certain teas that work behind the cameras that are setting up content and ideas over the, the next several months to six months. And now, like, okay, well, well we had these in the works and now we're not going to do it. Which, individually and in the teams, there were amazing creative minds um, behind all of the shows that they were bringing back. Um and I feel like they're definitely going to, you know, land on their feet. Um, even though it was just under a year of them being live, G4 did a lot of stuff still, and that's still great to have um, in your back pocket to have to, to have great demo reels experience. So I have no doubt that they are going to definitely, you know, find other ventures and and <laughs> find success. It's just. I, I, as as a you know a tech TV G four fan from long ago and originally, um, I was super excited to see them bring it back. Like that was a huge thing. I just think that they were just having a hard time in this day and age with so many content creators, so many videos, and so many people putting on their own shows. It's it's hard to pull that attention. And in this day and age, where you know not a lot of people have cable still and just finding their entertainment through other means i could see how it was hard to get that viewership that they needed to see it as being profitable so mm. it's it's really sad but i can't say that i'm necessarily shocked
0: yeah it was um it was a shock to me i didn't uh follow it closely with the uh, last year year and a half or with some of the things that was happening um, at G4, but when I did see the news um, maybe a day or two ago, uh, when I started seeing that stuff, I was like, wow, you know, um, and certain posts that people were putting online in terms of their exit and, you know, saying thank you to the company and things of that nature, you know, then uh, all this stuff, you know, started making sense to me uh, watching that uh, play out. But um, yeah, again, we never want to see anybody lose uh, any opportunity uh that's, you know, blessing their family or things like that and and prayfully that they bounce back uh soon, you know, from from that. Uh so so that was the bit of news on that. Any final thoughts on that before we move on?
1: Fine <laughs> what I find kind of interesting. So there's a Kickstarter that I I um I do support that is actually started by Chris Gore, who was uh one of the original um, I guess casts from G4, um, he uh, put on a Kickstarter for Attack of the, the Doc, which is basically this documentary about, you know, Attack of the Show and G4 that he started before G4 did its whole relaunching. He's been working on it. I believe he did an early sh- viewing or showing at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, and it's almost done. And it's so interesting to find out that he's writing this or creating this documentary About the life and the death of G4, the first run. And in that cycle, G4 died again. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know if any of this, like this, this era, this past era, if you want to call it that, of um, G4 is going to be included in the documentary. But I am looking forward to the one that Chris Gore is putting on. Um seeing what it had to say and all all of that stuff behind the scenes, so it'll definitely be interesting if there's something that you want to possibly check out.
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. okay, cool um so that's the the heavy stuff for at the beginning of this show we'll we'll move on uh, all YouTube users will soon have an account handle, but some will get to pick theirs earlier. um what are your thoughts on that?
1: took them long enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, i'm, I'm still on the wait list i didn't i didn't uh i didn't get my invite yet so i'll get there hopefully nobody steals mine
0: yeah i, I definitely anybody
1: from my hand my handle
0: yeah i uh definitely decided to go with my name um rather than my tag name for that and my channel already had my name so now if you do at andrew alliance that's going to be the one for YouTube, uh, for you know, mentioning or anything like that, easier uh, to promote, and I think that's going to be dope uh, long term. Definitely have some quick hit stuff here as we move on. Uh, so, Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales that's going to be on PC November 18th. Any thoughts on that?
1: Are they taking longer or shorter for them to bring it to PC?
0: I don't know. I don't know, but I really did enjoy it. And it's definitely one that I'm considering picking up because it was really good. I didn't play Spider-Man. I mean,
1: technically, you can play Spider-Man Miles Morales on PC right now if you have the PlayStation app. Technically.
0: Technically. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Um, I didn't play Spider-Man yet, but I do plan to. Uh, because I really enjoyed what they did with uh, Miles Morales. So that's November 18th. The other thing I did see uh, revenue generated through Xbox Game Pass was $2.9 billion in a fiscal period during January 2021. Um, any thoughts on that? And are you shocked?
1: Uh, let's see. Am I shocked that's what Xbox made? No but I am shocked by just the value of it in, in its, you know, itself. Can I just, I, I just need 50,000. Even if you give me 50,000 Xbox, you still have 2.9 billion. Just saying. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. 50, it's working, right? Uh, people are using the service. Whether individuals think that there's a lot of games coming out on a regular basis, new games that they want to play under service, it is definitely working. For the subscription model, you know, for Xbox and subs are a thing, right? We see it on pretty much every single platform, whether it's YouTube, Twitch, you know, companies doing that uh, for themselves. Individuals are doing it. Coffee has a subscription model now that you can do uh, KO-FI. If you use that service, there's a sub model there uh, for individuals who are independent creators. So every place, you know, is taking advantage. Uh, Fanbase is doing it as well. Subscription model built in and we can go on and on uh, for all the companies that are are taking into the subscription model, uh, model, model, if you want to say that. So, so there's that Uh, the Xbox game pass. I've enjoyed it. You know, I was skeptical for a while and yeah, I, I think it's good from, from what I've been able to enjoy with the service thus far. Yeah. The Xbox
1: game pass, especially for PC definitely that is what made me an Xbox fan. Okay, I I should lose that. Use that term loosely because I don't want anybody coming attacking me here. But it's what made me fall in love with Xbox again.
0: Yeah, so oh. so that's um yeah, so that's good. A couple of things I did see Microsoft is delivering a new ARM 64 version of the Xbox app for Windows. It means that the Xbox app will run natively on Surface Pro X and other ARM-powered devices. If that's your thing, definitely look into that uh, for for the particular app. Any thoughts on that?
1: Them yeah, just expanding their ecosystem there. Like, exactly, we're get you to run on everything. Exactly.
0: Yeah, a lot of the news this week is uh, quick hit stuff. So, so this one here says PlayStation user ba- base significantly larger than xbox even if every cod player ditched sony microsoft says so there's the ongoing trying to close this deal uh, for the activision blizzard situation and i'm gonna go out of turn a little bit here where there's a recent lawsuit that was filed this week i believe or maybe a couple of days ago leading into this particular conversation and the game comes out in Literally 10 days from the time that we're recording this conversation. And just by way of history, if you weren't paying attention to the stuff that was happening last year, a lot of internal stuff going on at Activision, where when the game came out last year, uh, Call of Duty Vanguard, the branding of the publisher was pretty much not even on the thing or barely on the thing. Uh, So the game was just Call of Duty Vanguard, you know, not a lot of Activision uh, being mentioned around that, and now this year we have the new one, uh, which is Modern Warfare 2, which is a essentially a, a reset rebrand for the entire series. And they're going, we're going to talk about what else they're doing later. So, what's your take on all that stuff, especially with the lawsuit just hitting a couple of days before this game releases?
1: Fans don't care about this lawsuit. That's where I'm going with. They're still going to make a profit, no matter what. Even with everybody, if everybody's going to say, oh, boycott this, they're going to make a huge profit. People are looking forward to this. I know that's a really ugly thing to say and probably like a really bad take to have. But it's true. Um, they can they can try. I mean, I don't know how well it did by just like kind of distancing themselves a little bit last year versus this year and going into this. But it's already kind of too late to distance themselves. It's just like they just got to accept it and go with the flow. But fans are going to want to play this. There's a lot of hype behind it, a lot of interest. People are really super excited. So I don't think, like, the end of the day, it's going to really hurt them at all. It's just like, okay, well, at least you made some money to um, pay towards this lawsuit that we're going to be going through.
0: Yeah, so what's interesting is um, I pulled up an article It says that the... The sales may have been disappointing, and they blamed a the World War II setting. But if we're really looking at everything that's taken place in the last year and a half, there's been a lot of stuff internally with you know executives and and all the stuff uh, leading into that launch for Call of Duty Vanguard. So um, I just wanted to to mention that. Um, any additional notes on that? What you just share?
1: So going back, no, not not necessarily in that, but just on back saying the PlayStation user base is significantly larger now when you say significantly larger I'm, I'm sorry to say like this in such a weird analogy are we talking about like Trump's like value of significantly larger or is it actually truly because as much as I really 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 do love PlayStation I still love my PlayStation more than Xbox considering how great the Xbox Game Pass is i have a hard time believing that the user base for playstation is that much more than xbox
0: so let's look at it so i just pulled up an article we're doing this in real time today uh it says in response to continued question over whether microsoft owning call of duty would unfairly hobble playstation microsoft claimed that every cod player on playstation move over to Xbox as Sony's player base would still remain significantly larger than its own, which we just talked about. Microsoft does not go into detail on its mental arithmetic here, but does note elsewhere in its comments that PlayStation currently has a console install base of 150 million compared to Xbox install base of 63.7 million.
1: I have a hard time believing that. I know the numbers are there. I know it's in an article, but.
0: That's crazy.
1: Xbox is killing it. So you're going to tell me that it's more like two and a half times more player base?
0: That's pretty insane.
1: <sighs> I don't know.
0: That's pretty insane. I don't know. So, so that it that's is what crazy. it is, you know? Um, that's a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's but still a I lot. wanted to share that. Yeah. It's still a lot for sure. But I wanted to add that to the notes of our conversation for sure. But a couple of things, I think since we're here, I might as well just bundle everything together. Uh, so we talked about the lawsuit. Another thing that we can mention is Modern Warfare 2 will require players to register with a phone number. So that's a thing uh, on Battle.net, right? So uh, be mindful of that. I don't think that, that changed i think that's still something that they're going to implement Uh, so be aware of that the game releases on october 28th and then the other thing to note here as well was uh, let me take a look here activision reportedly planning modern warfare 2 expansion in 2023 not a new game right so that would be cool so i'm not saying specifically as a destiny model but we can kind of call it that because We get an expansion pack usually for Destiny regularly. If we say every year, or, you know, we get new pieces of content for the game. So, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is going to be the base game uh, for the ongoing title moving forward. Maybe the next two to three years, we don't know, we'll see. And they're going to add to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 instead of doing another title. I think that's pretty good for for the the company as a whole. It takes the pressure of rebuilding a game or or having you know the different studios do a game every year and maybe all of the studios can provide you know um things for the main base game. I say base game, not like the sixty dollar game that you buy, but the the main canvas technically that they'll be working from, which is Modern Warfare 2, which is a new Reenvisioning of the game that we saw back in early 2000s, I think that's a good move based on what we've seen from Destiny and other titles doing the same thing and adding expansions even with Warframe. So, uh, thoughts on that?
1: I think it's actually a really good change. I was actually kind of shocked um, seeing that, but I think it's smart. I think just considering how much people loved Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 to add on to this world, to add on to this universe, I think it just to me, it just kind of seems like it makes sense. Mm. So I think I, I kind of like this model and, and kind of curious about what they're going to be, you know, putting into it. But I got to agree, like, it's a lot seems a lot better than starting not necessarily from scratch, but creating this whole other world, a whole other story. Um, just but to add on to something that is a fan favorite.
0: Absolutely. Uh, a few quick hits of Valve will sell Steam Deck startup videos. Are you do you care about that?
1: Um, not really. Okay. I mean
0: Is it a cool thing that the video startup uh screen thing that happens for for as a an owner? Like, do you love and you'd want to see different types of videos in that boot up screen animation? I
1: do, but I don't know if I want to pay for it. I know it sounds totally cheap. But I st- I spent seven hundred dollars on this thing already. I think I'm good for a bit. You already get me to buy a, like at least five games every sale. I I, I gotta draw a line somewhere.
0: <laughs> mm,
1: okay. I'll, I'll just wait for people to just like have it available. Here's some free ones. I'll go. I'll go through that library. I'll just wait for that to happen.
0: Okay. All right. Fair enough. So there's that. Uh, then you have Fall Fallout Three and Evil Land. Legendary edition are next week's free Epic store games. So if you're following uh, the Epic game store, definitely uh, pick those up for yourself and a couple of things. And then we'll we'll wrap. I think this is a short one today. last of us TV adaptation, not so reason for part one PS five remake the PlayStation head says, any thoughts on that?
1: I mean, they did say like, it makes sense to have that happen alongside with the, the TV show to draw that interest, especially for if they're trying to get to a new audience. Um, but it just kind of makes sense. I mean, I know that they're saying that it it's just it's not done on purpose. It's just part of the reason. Uh, but they also stated that, you know, part of it was when The Last of Us originally came out, part one was just at that cusp of the PS3 PS4 era there. Which the PS3, I believe I believe they started a lot of the programming and development originally for PS3. Um had this it limit its limitations. PS3 is still an amazing console, but it did have its limitations that the PS4 really um, showed off the game a little bit better. So for them to just, like, redo that and really have that technology, that ability there, and then to have the PS5, why not? Especially for such a loved series and game with such a deep story, why not show it off to the best of its ability? And then to also have a great show to go alongside it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, um, I'm looking forward to the TV stuff. I'm not going to play the game at this point. I'm also looking forward to the Uncharted stuff as well, which is hitting PC. So uh, the, the last thing that I saw that caught my attention before, um, you know, we touch on Silent Hill before we wrap was Starfield, right? The dev video, answering questions, you know, things that are happening in that particular world over 250,000 lines of dialogue in the game. Um, And we get a glimpse of, you know, how they were thinking about space and some of the things that they were considering for the game. Um, Any thoughts on that that video?
1: That just tells me there's got to be a great story that goes along with us.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I like everything I'm seeing with Starfield. I mean, at first, the graphics were a little bit, you know, to me, it felt dated. Uh maybe because of, of the world that I've seen with like um
1: fallout that is Bethesda, right? I just want to make sure yeah, I think i'm I'm blanking out. it is Yes yeah, so so seeing that,
0: I was like, okay, hopefully you know we're gonna see more in the future, of course, you know, dev videos, diaries, you know trailers, commentaries you know um awesome you know action videos i'm sure in the near future all the things that they do before a game releases then um you know i'll be even more excited than what i am right now but from seeing and hearing the vision of the game and even like the 250k lines which is ridiculous right when you think about it it's something that i'm really looking forward to i haven't played a game like that in a very long time you know um but this this one is uh, definitely on the radar.
1: Yeah, I believe it's going to be definitely one of those game of the year games.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it's
1: that's definitely a game a, of the year. I know I'm calling that really early to say it would be a game of the year, but I don't know. It has some really strong potential.
0: Absolutely. So uh, the other thing, too, that's not here. If you are looking at uh, Jeff Keeley's post, there's a recent future class uh, application consider us consider Daniela, consider myself uh, for that. you know there's a voting. I think the voting ends this week. The, this Friday would be let me just uh, look at the calendar here. this Friday will be the 21st. so so add our names uh, to that. you know fill out the form that Jeff Keighley posted on his Twitter in regards to you know the next individuals who are bright, bold, doing great things. In the gaming industry, I believe Daniela is doing that um, as well as I am. And uh, fill out the form and support us if you've been supporting the show for a long time. You know, we try to bring the best content um, as we're hearing it and seeing it online. Uh, So definitely consider us for that. So I wanted to throw that in there uh, for sure. And last one is yours, Daniela. Last but not least, Konami confirms Silent Hill's return. Any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. It's super exciting, oh my goodness! so um, if you're listening to this early, they're gonna be have some updates on the series that's gonna be revealed uh this Wednesday, which is in two days October nineteenth at two p m pacific uh definitely follow their you know the official Silent Hill on Twitter. They're gonna be sharing some stuff in there. I'm looking forward to it um it's it's halloween season so i'm hoping for some really scary you know teasers in there somewhere i'm, I'm excited
0: yeah for sure so that's wednesday you said to pacific
1: yes 2 p.m pacific
0: cool beans cool beans yeah and i think that's all i have any final thoughts before we wrap 627
1: No, I'm good. I'm good. I think... I think my only random thing I'm thinking of is seriously debating this Blink-182 concert. Man, if we get it... Like, I had plans. I was gonna buy... They were open to the public today. I was gonna buy myself some Blink-182 tickets. With the hopes of, like... I was looking at the ones that are in LA. Because it just so happens... That's the week of E3. Knock on wood. We get to go to E3 a better way to end e3 week than blink 182 concert well i can't afford 300 dollars tickets <laughs> and i closed the app and i'm like never mind <laughs> but i did just hear that uh it was originally scheduled only for the 16th but they opened it up and they'll be having another concert on the 17th and the, those tickets go on sale tomorrow and I'm going to see what that price looks like still be hopeful that's the only random thing I have in my mind right now
0: got it well I hope you get it I hope you get that Uh, that's all we have for episode 627 yeah uh, please consider subscribing to the show we're on all the platforms Google Podcasts Spotify Apple Podcasts Amazon Music all the places that you find podcasts we are there and Daniela, where can they find you
1: uh, you can find me in all my socials at Miss DJM. And Andrew, where can they find you?
0: You can find me at Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. And until next time, have a good one, everyone.
1: Bye, guys.